Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, Cape Cod. It's high noon on Wednesday, plus a couple of minutes, and you're watching Life with Gwen. We're here today to chat about Cape Cod Restaurant Week, which begins on Monday. And with me today is David Troutman. Welcome, David. Great Thank to you. see Thanks you. Thanks for having me. And David and his brother Peter have owned Scargo Cafe in Dennis since 1987. You might know it as the place that is across from the Cape Playhouse, the oldest continuously operating um, summer theater mm -hmm. in the country. So that's well known, and you are well known as well. Um, in the community for, you know, for the restaurant and also for your community work. Oh, thank you. But David agreed to, uh, okay, if I call you David? Please do, please do. David agreed <laughs> to uh, come uh, right over from the uh, Chamber of Commerce meeting. That's right. Uh, to talk with us a little bit about Restaurant Week because he and his brother have had their restaurant enrolled in, um, since it began in 2013, and have actually been involved in everyone except one, I think they told restaurant me. Week, yeah. Yep. Right. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about um, why Restaurant Week, why it works for Scargo Cafe. It worked for a lot of reasons. <clears throat> I think for me primarily, um, it's a chance to experiment a little bit and be a little bit different from our regular menu. Uh, we can we can try out a few new items and see how they fly during that week. I think people are looking for something a little bit different during that week. Um, it also allows us to introduce ourselves to new customers because it's so dramatically um, discounted for that week. There are new customers that come through trying new and different things. So, uh, so it's really kind of a win-win all around. The customer is able to try new things. We're able to try new things that may eventually make it to the regular menu. It, uh, you know, one of the things about Restaurant Week, we should tell you, is that um, there are several restaurants, I think up to 30 now. There's a list uh, in today's uh, food section, and people are still joining, so you can check the website as well. Um, but uh, one of the things about uh, is that they, they have both lunch and, mm -hmm. and dinner, mm -hmm. and there's a prefix menu, which means you'll get your three or four courses for between $25 and $35, right. which is amazing. Right. When we were talking, you were saying that's like normally an entree. Yeah, for the price of an entree, you're, you're basically getting the, the appetizer and the dessert complimentary. Right. Sure. So, you know, this is the week to uh, fold up your apron at home. That's right. And uh, go try that expensive <laughs> restaurant that you've been nervous about sure. trying. Sure. So not that, the, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not saying your restaurant is expensive. No, we are for some. But, uh, you know, that is the thing. When we do reviews, we rarely say expensive because mm -hmm. life is relative. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it, what's expensive for one person might not be for another. Absolutely. So we just list the prices when we, right. when we do reviews. Well, it's funny, I, you know, as I think I mentioned a little earlier, that, that in many ways we are a special destination place, special event kind of place for some people because they wouldn't necessarily get to something as fine dining. And yet, for a lot of people, we're their local hamburger joint. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, <laughs> so we are all things to all people. It's interesting when um, your space has such a sense of history about it mm -hmm. that I, uh, I came to the Cape in 86 mm -hmm. 
and uh, you opened in 87, and at the time I was a news reporter. So the first time I ate at, at your restaurant, mm -hmm. I thought you'd been there like forever. You I know? feel like it feels like that. Yeah, you should be like fifty years older <laughs> in my head. You know, sure. So, um, tell me a little bit about uh, the setting that you chose. You know, like the space itself, and also, I know there's some great antiques in there. You know, interestingly enough, the, the building was built Civil War era, and there's even a coin found when we were excavating at one point uh, that dates back. It's uh, 1776. Wow. So, I mean, that, so there's no doubt we're in a historic area. Um, as far as choosing that location, um, I actually attended the wedding of my sister-in-law, and uh, I was there for the reception and found out that the place at that time was on the market. So I didn't actually choose it, it chose me. <laughs> Do you remember, what was it before? Uh, directly before us was the pilot house. I think it had only been, it was two seasons, two summer seasons. Prior to that, it had been Michael uh, Michael's American Cafe, which was more sort of Cajun. Mm -hmm. And even before that, it was the original Dennis Mercantile. Uh, so in the it, it's been a Finnish smorgasbord in the 50s and the 60s. Wow! Um, it really it really has got quite a history as a restaurant. And you know I'm no expert in the antiques, but from what I saw when I was there, it looks like you've decided to um, stay with those wide plank floors and 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 uh, sort of dress it the way yeah, it originally was. You know, it's the building's had some wear and tear, and we try and stay true to it. And there's no doubt at at certain times as as we've added on, it doesn't necessarily make sense to 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 do it in exactly the same style. But yeah, we try and keep keep true to the the history of the building. So sure. It was interesting. We chatted. In fact, um, for uh, those of you, I'm not going to hold it up again, but today's food section is a little chat that you and I mm -hmm. had about mm -hmm. Restaurant Week, sure. and um, it has a, it has a surprise too, which I'll wait until you show everybody what we're talking about. Sure. But uh, one of the things that you said is that um, you learned a lesson the first time, which is maybe don't roll out. Tell, tell Absolutely. <laughs> very, very dangerous to revamp your entire menu. And we came out with five five entrees, five appetizers, five desserts. And, it, and you know, it's, it's they're brand new products for us. It's new for the cooks. It's new for the servers. Uh, per, you know, it is a form of production. And to do all of that new and unveil it all at once um, has its dangers. Um, Darn so, if I know what's in it. <laughs> so, so we try and uh, we try and test market them a little bit one at a time, a little bit in advance of restaurant week. So if you show up on Monday or anytime next week for the for it, those items have been tested, uh, they've been tried, and mm -hmm. the production should should be pretty smooth. So. Well, that's interesting, and uh, and you know you mentioned your staff, and it was interesting mm -hmm. to me that at your restaurant uh, last year, last summer, yeah. you held a thirtieth reunion for yeah. everybody who'd worked there over the years. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. A lot Tell of me fun. A little bit about that. We started about uh, two years ago trying to locate staff who had worked there throughout the years, um, and many of them we're still in contact with. I mean, quite frankly, I. One of, there's a one young woman who worked the very first summer who was at my birthday party la a couple of nights ago. Um, so, I mean, we stay in contact with many of them, but, but some we can't. But over the, the course of the 29th and 30th year, we actively tried to search people out. We put up a big tent and attached it to Scargo. We shut down a couple of the dining rooms, and uh, we just invited anybody who wanted to. We got them from California. We got them from uh, Texas, uh, Colorado. They were just all over the country. I think it was about 100, 100 150 um, that, that came and attended. Uh, it, was a, it was a fun, it was an exciting time. We had uh, an experience where one young man, I say young man, who worked our first summer, 
his son has now worked for us the past oh, couple of summers. Wow. So both of them were in attendance, and it was great. That's it was really, great. really time. nice. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I forgot to ask you about this. Do you guys do a staff meal, is, or do you do people? Are people more? The policy has changed over the years. You know what we do is um, rather than having a specific meal, um, we just offer them a sixty-six percent discount at any oh. time, even so on their day off. What they want and... We want them to try mm-hmm. all of the menu. So if we created one meal, they wouldn't get that opportunity necessarily. We want them to come Interesting. in, try it. They even get a discount. They bring some friends in, they get a mm-hmm. discount on it. And, and the idea is to try every, anything and everything. The, the one exception, on Sundays, if you're working Sundays, we feel badly that they're working on the Sunday, so they just can eat whatever they want for free all day long. Yeah. <laughs> I think I might need a second job, you know? That sounds pretty good. Sure. So, sure. And you have a big staff. I was surprised at how many people you have on staff. Well, we're busy year-round. And, and you um, do lunch and dinner, we Lunch and say. dinner, seven days a week, year-round. Mm-hmm. Um, there's about 75 people um, is the average. Um, interestingly enough, we used to... Um, run the restaurant that is on the grounds of the Cape Playhouse. We called it the green room at the time. Right. So we mm-hmm. ran that, and we ran Scargo, and we ran the concession at the theater simultaneously. Wow. Back then, we had about 140 employees. <laughs> I can see why. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's too bad. Um, I'm trying to think. Is anyone in there now? Oh, absolutely. I know it's gone Encore. Through. Encore. Encore. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're doing a great yeah. job. They're doing a great job. Because they've been through a couple of people, but that's such a mm-hmm. beautiful campus with the uh, gazebo in the middle. They have the Playhouse. Yeah. And then um, also the the Cape Cinema mm-hmm. with its gorgeous uh, proscenium arch and and uh, and the restaurant next door. Sure. So sure. it's 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 yeah, like that, an afternoon you can spend. That whole campus has yeah. really grown over the years, and uh, it's really very impressive. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's, and it draws a lot of business for us as well. So I mean, you know, it's 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 benefit the whole community. I think. Yeah. Now now tell me, um, I want to go on go back to Restaurant Week, sure. but before. We do. I, I wanted to ask you uh, a little bit about, you know, one thing is when people say, where can I? Oh, we're still getting comments. I didn't realize that. Um, you're getting, I'll stop for a second. You're getting some comments from Helena Cordero Kepler and uh, Karen Gilday. Send They're love. sending love. So. Well, we are just talking about former employees. Karen, Karen's worked, oh, I want to say she's got to be close to the 20-year mark. She retired a few years ago, but she's back doing a little office work engagement for us. So, so, <laughs> just yeah, can't get great. away, yeah, you know? Yeah, she's a sweetheart. So it, um, what I was saying was that, that when people ask me, for suggestions on where to eat, I sometimes will mention that you're nearby and, yep. and uh, that, you know, if, if you tell them and you leave yourself enough time, you can mm-hmm. go over there and eat first. Um, and one of the things I al- always mention is the seafood strudel. Sure. How did that dish come about? Do you remember? I, you know, it started out, I think, as actually a lobster strudel or something on that order. And I think uh, at one point the price of lobster had skyrocketed. We couldn't keep it up. So we started using other types of seafood. And it's mm-hmm. got a scallops and shrimp and crab. That's and, a nice combination. Yeah, and, it, and it's really just gotten so popular over the years um, that, you know, we can't possibly take it off. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we've talked about occasionally trying to revamp the menu, but that's one item that, that has to stay. I know, you know, uh, as recently as this week, I, I said to, uh, you know my boss, Tim Miller, because mm-hmm. sure. uh, he also teaches at the college. Yeah, he was one of my professors. One of your, <laughs> and he said sure. you were one of his students. Sure. And, uh, but he immediately said, do they still have the seafood stru- sure. strudel, you know? Sure. Yeah, yeah. So it's very well known. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Jane Reed mm-hmm. Wilson says hi from Philly. <laughs> this is actually one of my friends. Okay. And she's saying so many good restaurants and Cape Cod. <laughs> And this is so true, and she's getting us back on track a little, because I wanted to talk about 
Cape Cod Restaurant Week and mm -hmm. some of, you know, you're sort of representing for, sure. for all of your, your uh, brethren out sure. there. Sure. Um, so I wanted to talk about, uh, do you ever get to go out one night during or one afternoon during Cape Cod Restaurant Week and you know, I, try the other guys? Luckily, for me, I don't have to wait for Restaurant Week. Uh -huh. um, I, it's part of my job to do research and development. Yeah, yes, I, <laughs> it's, it's not a job; it's an adventure, it is an adventure. for both of us. But uh, you know, somebody's got to do and, it. And we can we can justify just about anything. A number of years, and I I happen to be a big fan of sushi, a big fan uh -huh. of Japanese food, and and uh, in order to sort of justify that as a business expense, I would say, wait a minute, you don't do sushi. We created a sushi bar on Monday nights, and wow. for a couple of different right in one of the dining rooms, we hired a hired a guy who was very very competent. So uh, so yeah, I get out and try a lot of different restaurants. Okay. Uh, we were out at uh, David. You're worrying me here. You know, <laughs> confess to creating a sushi bar, sort of as a tax thing. Well, you know, <laughs> this environment. You do want to be careful. But it is truly, it's truly uh, a, a, a chance to develop our menu and mm -hmm. get get some exposure to other trends and other things that are and going on around it's town. It stayed strong. Absolutely. You know, I can Absolutely. remember ten years ago learning uh, going to. Uh, Yings to learn how to make sure. sushi, okay. and it still stayed yeah. strong. Yeah, it's yeah. gotten a little westernized, you know. Okay. I will never make my peace with the Philly cream cheese roll. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't go there either. Yeah. <laughs> Not to that. I use the fresh seafood. <laughs> but well, that's interesting. You know, yeah. I, you know, I haven't. Sure. Uh, I'll have to come out on Monday. Sure. So, now, are you open? You're open Monday, so you open seven days. We are seven days a week, lunch and dinner. Uh, mm -hmm. We. Usually in January, we might close for a few days just to kind of scour the place mm -hmm. um, and do any kind of renovations and that sort of thing. But uh, but no, we try not to close at all. Oh, yeah. that, that sounds yeah. great. Yeah. Now, um, I uh, was going to ask you a little bit more about Cape Cod Restaurant Week. Have, you've probably kept an eye on this as you know more people. It's You should tell everyone that it's twice a year with the mm -hmm. motivation being that there's those uh, uh, transitional weeks. Yeah, it's, it's, it sort of builds the shoulder season a little bit. So it's the week before Memorial Day weekend and the week after Columbus Day weekend, which, as you say, there might be a normal little bit of a slump as a lot of seasonal people have taken off. Um, it just kind of glides us into into the off season. It seems like um, a perfect uh, thing for, especially for year-round restaurants like yours. Absolutely. But even for the seasonal folks, because they still have their staff on. Right, right. And, uh, right you know, have them doing something and, and uh, creating dishes. So. Well, interestingly, it is it is an opportunity. As those seasonal places drop off, those people who are regulars at a seasonal restaurant suddenly are out and about looking for something else. So oh. oftentimes, that's exactly the time they'll be looking, and we're there to supply it. Interesting. <laughs> so... It, uh, did you want to show us some of the things you brought? In terms yeah, of a, a few gifts for, for yourself or, or any of your friends. Uh, a little bit of uh, you know, swag. Very nice. I, I should have brought you swag. This is actually, kind of swag this is actually uh, one of the uniforms in the kitchen. Um, oh, my goodness. Yeah. We've rushed that word off. <laughs> <laughs> we like to think of ourselves as professionals. So. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> they take it. They take it very seriously. And this, of course, this uh, uh, has got more of a nautical theme. Oh yeah. So uh, yeah. Now you had told me that you, your family, you and your brother, mm -hmm. um, grew up. You know, you're Ohio natives. Is that right? Cleveland, Ohio, Cleveland, Ohio. But we we went to Barnstable High. We moved here as teenagers. Uh -huh. Sure. And sure. then started working in restaurants. Almost immediately. Mm -hmm. Almost immediately. I was really interested in what you had to say when I asked you if you were a chef. 
Well, I've worked in restaurants, and there's no doubt my brother and I are, are heavily weighted towards the front, <clears throat> the front of the house. I've been in management. Um, I did a small amount of cooking um, in a couple of steakhouses, that sort of thing. But when we opened Scargo, I very specifically needed to hire some talent. And so we hired some people that were, you know, usually culin culinarily trained. A couple of uh, Johnson & Wales people. Um, Jan Janet Wright, who's currently with us, she's been with us 28 years as a, a four-year She's been there grad, a long time, yeah. Very long time. And, and I did. The first 15 years or so, I worked side-by-side side with many of those chefs. So... My skills have improved over the years, um, and I, I credit many of my coworkers for having me. Uh, but you did what you were told. Yes, chef. <laughs> yes, we would, chef. We would discuss. Now, I have to admit, I purposely hired the very first employee was a man, a young man. I was 27, and I hired somebody who was a couple years younger than me for the very purpose that I didn't need somebody to run my kitchen for me. Mm -hmm. I wanted them to help me. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I had so, plenty so of offers yeah. from, from some seasoned <laughs> chefs who wanted to run my kitchen for me, and I said, no, thank you. Yeah, so you wanted <laughs> that strong influence over how right. things are done and, and the menu selection. Absolutely. But you also wanted someone who knew how to um, execute that, right. knew Absolutely. how to do that right. So. Yeah, I mean, there's some great chefs who have a lot of talent and know food, but they don't always necessarily know efficiency. Um, uh, they're not always, they just don't bring the full range of, of skill sets. Um, and there's no doubt my brother particularly is one who is all about efficiency, um, being able to run a business so that you turn a profit, mm -hmm. and, and so you can maintain for 30-plus years. Um, so, yeah, 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 I mean, we, we look for that balance. Plus, it's sort of interesting because uh, Chef, Chef mm -hmm. Jan, mm -hmm. you know, now we see women chefs everywhere, you know, on all the competitions sure. and, and in yeah. many restaurants running the kitchen. Sure. But um, 28 years ago, that would have been breaking some yeah. ground, I yeah. think. Well, oh, absolutely. I think, I think it very much was at the time. And we try to give her as much free reign as possible. But there is no doubt we, we try and operate as a team, particularly when it comes to menu development. Uh, we have uh, It's an opportunity for those who don't have... Um, don't have the resume to come in and, and sort of try new things and see what they can add to it. And so a lot of it is really done with Jan's leadership, um, a chance to, to stretch everybody's skill sets. So. so when Jan walks in, it's like no terror. It's more no, no, democratic. No, no. no our a little bit. Yeah, we're huge about the culture. There is no, there is. We're not fear based. Uh, well, that's why <laughs> 150 people come back when you have that's a reunion. Right. So, that's right. I like to think so. It um, are there uh, items on the menu now mm -hmm. that you can recall uh, that came from Restaurant <laughs> Week exploration? Well, I don't know about a specific item. I I was saying earlier that. I, I know that pork is not something that necessarily sells real, real well um, in, in restaurants in general. They're, it's not doesn't have a huge representation. And yet, for whatever reason, when we do a pork item during restaurant week, it seems to sell extremely well. We often move it to the regular menu, um, and it stays on for a while, um, mm -hmm. as long as it's... I just think of it as a, um, an autumn dish, you know? Yes, like yes, apples, you know, yeah. maybe peaches. I think you're um, right. But uh, I always think of it as an autumn thing, yeah. and uh, yeah. it, um, this is not a good transition, guys, so we're just yakking, you know? <laughs> um, I wanted to talk a bit about restaurants mm -hmm. and their involvement in our community, not only sure. in bringing in tax dollars, you know, in the, yeah. that part, the business part of it, yeah. But uh, I'm always impressed when I see Cape chefs and, yeah. and Cape uh, restaurateurs 
who are are contributing their their time, their yeah. their their money, their goods. So yeah, tell I'm, me a little bit about it. I'm often amazed at the business. I'm, I mean, all of the people who are businesses in general that are able to write a check and help support so many of them. And I and I have to admit, my brother and I are not as likely to simply write a check. Our margins are not quite that good. But what we, what we do is we're more than happy to offer product, offer services. Um, over the years, we've been to a lot of different shows. We've done the United Way Best Night for quite a few years. Um, and we send staff out. We just did the Cape Cod Young Professionals uh, at the airport. And they will just donate the food and donate some staff. Um, mm-hmm. Aside from that, one of the things we find uh, that works is we print up, pre-print uh, $30 gift certificates. Mm-hmm. And if you're part of a nonprofit and you want to do a fundraiser of some sort, whether it's a road race or a golf tournament, just come on in. We're happy to happy to supply you with those for an auction and, and that sort of thing. So, you know, we generally thirty to forty thousand dollars a year just in those gift certificates alone. Um, but beyond that, uh, one of the great things is because of our our success um, the past decade or so, my brother and I have gotten involved. Um, and a number of different organizations on the Cape. Um, a lot of people may associate me with Commerce Choice. I, mean, I have heard Commerce that. Choice. Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a founding board member. I was the chairman for quite a few years. I'm actually traveling to New York in a couple of weeks on their behalf to a mindfulness conference. Uh, I'm going to bring back Giselle Bunchen. Um, so <laughs> she doesn't know yet, but <laughs> we're just sending it out there, all right? <laughs> She just published. Okay. A, she just published a book. Uh, I think just got released yesterday. So I'm hoping she'll be at the conference. I'm hoping to bring her back. Well, um, that, that sounds slightly less creepy when you yeah, mention yeah, yeah. the book. <laughs> Shock value. Does Tom know? Yeah, Does your wife know? know? I mean, like you know, but uh, but as I say, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Commerce Choice. Big supporter, big cheerleader. Um, Why don't you give us the two sentence definition of it for anyone who may not be familiar? Sure. I'm sorry, Jason. I almost whacked you in the camera because my hands are. Going away, Tay. Commerce Commer Choice started about nine years ago. Um, we are in the local schools. We bring uh, social and emotional learning programs with a mindfulness component to it. The idea is to help combat um, self-destructive behaviors in the kids. It gives them a chance to help, skills to help self-regulate. Um, what else can I tell you about it? Uh, we're in 28 schools currently across the Cape, um, mm-hmm. 25 Thousand students have been served, um, and we're looking to looking to grow still more. Uh, we just got into Charlie Baker's budget was just signed, uh, thanks to a number of people, including Julian Sear, who helped put uh, put the amendment in. Uh, Fifty thousand dollars has been put in the state budget for Commerce Choice, so uh, so I'm excited about that. That's one of the organizations. The other that I'm kind of excited about is. Um, the Cape Wellness Collaborative. Uh, All right. Is it Sarah Swain? Sarah Swain, yeah. Sarah Swain. You guys know singer Sarah Swain? And uh, she, I think it was about a year and a half ago. Okay. She, What's that she sale? Opened, uh, or the she, Cape no, she sure. started working with the, uh, she created uh, the Cape Wellness yeah. Yeah, it's actually been a little longer, I little think, longer? now. I, she's got a huge event called Dancing with the Docks. Oh, yes. That's and right. that was... Start. That's been going on for a while. Well, that's been through. This will be the third. No, this will be the fourth year. The Have fourth you danced year. with the docs? Last year, I was given a doc. I was the <laughs> only non. It's supposed to be doctors with professional dancers. And right. they didn't have enough male professionals. So Sarah uh-huh. twisted my arm. And I performed the uh, Foxtrot with uh, Dr. Sarah Swain, who's an emergency room physician down at Falmouth. Uh, this year, I'll be doing the waltz. And uh, so I'm, uh, they, co- they, they give me a coach because I'm not a professional dancer. Uh, it's a lot of fun. The, the event is in February, so we'll be rehearsing from now I'm until afraid, February. Do you know where it's going to be? 
Yeah, you know, it changes locations every year. I right, believe I it's that. at the conference center here in Hyannis, oh, actually. Okay. They're going to they're gonna make it a little more accessible. In the past, it was a high-end high end event, $250 a plate. Um, so it was a little out of reach for, for many people, but I think because the venue will be so much bigger, yeah. they'll scale some of it down. There'll be an opportunity for, for others to, to get in and, and not necessarily do a full sit-down dinner, but to be there for the event. Great. Well, I yeah. promised you we would talk a little bit yeah. about um, about uh, nonprofits, but sure. now we're getting to the two-minute mark, so I'd like to talk. And our, our camera guy is pointing at the food. Ah. <laughs> we got to talk about it so we can eat it. Now, one of the things that, that came up with... Uh, uh, restaurant week is that you shared a uh, one of your most well-known recipes uh, it's a dessert it's grape nut custard and uh, the recipe is in today's Cape Cod Times and this has been uh, so popular with people that it's been on the menu since 1987 mm -hmm. and it hasn't changed no you can't change this you can't change this people would people would, would riot yes uh, it, it's perfect the way it is it doesn't get it's breakfast lunch dinner you have this anytime midnight snack um, it's it is we've perfected it. The, uh, we we put the we put the recipe out online. It's anybody can can try and make it, but it really requires a certain skill set. Um, and you, you got to be careful about it. People tend to overcook it. Mm -hmm. um, it's one of those things where you take it out of the oven when it's not quite done. Just before it gels. Before it gels. And some people just, that or they dig into it too quickly. <laughs> and it hasn't finished. It's like a roast almost. It keeps on oh, okay. cooking so afterwards. You heard it from, from the mm -hmm. restaurateur's mouth. You need to, uh, if you're going to make this at home, you need to make sure that you give it time. Get it out just before it gels. And then give it time to, to mm -hmm. set before you dig into it. It would be great for Thanksgiving. Oh yeah. Uh, whether you're doing brunch or, or yeah. dinner. Yeah. And uh, it has such a New England feel to yeah. it. Oh yeah. So, yeah. And I am definitely gonna try it, but not while Jason has the camera okay. in my face. <laughs> there is just so much one can do on Facebook Live. Sure. And uh, we thank David Troutman for being with thank us today. We it. thank all of you for being with us today. This is the favorite part of our week. And, uh, oh, we have lots of comments. Um, okay, I'm going to use Janice's. Janice, your, your her heart. Uh, lived next door to Scargo until last week. Uh, love, love, love. And you know what? I, um, I think she's actually going through a tough time right now with a little surgery. We're going to break her some of this. Absolutely. So, it's great for shut-ins. Anyway, <laughs> temporary. Bye, Bonnie. So, and, and Bonnie and Karen Watkins, I'm sorry, guys, but we got to go. So thank you so much for commenting, for watching. See you next week at high noon on Wednesday. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.